This episode is brought to you by the generosity of our listeners. You just put this conviction in me that I needed to be transformed and really put trust in him at the center of my time. Internationally recognized expert on time management, Elizabeth Saunders joins us on this episode. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Bold Idea Podcast. This is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. And we're coming at you because we want to help you put your faith to work. There is so much more inside of you and inside of each of us that, uh, boy, it's just amazing what could happen if we really just fully trust God. That's right. And we're about to hear about one of those stories from Elizabeth Saunders. She is the internationally recognized expert on effective time management, the founder of Real Life E Coaching and Speaking. She has been featured on CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox, and of course, the Bold Idea Podcast now, and contributes to Forbes, Harvard Business Review, Huffington Post, and Fast Company. She's the author of three books, The Three Secrets to Effective Time Investment, How to Achieve More Success with Less Stress, How to Invest Your Time Like Money, that's book number two, and number three, coming out in November, Divine Time Management, The Joy of Trusting God's Loving Plans for You. Well, Elizabeth Saunders, welcome to the Bold Idea Podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to having you on as well. We've had a few chances to uh, converse over email and uh, not even about the podcast, just about the stuff that you're doing in your life, and we've had a chance to talk by phone, and you have some stuff coming up here. I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll leave that as a tease. But uh, let's talk about what you do right now. Tell us about tell us about what you're all about. Absolutely. What am I all about? Wow. That's well, that's a, a deeper question. question. So maybe we'll just start with what <laughs> you do right in there. and we'll get into the, what you're all about. Yeah, for sure. So um, in terms of what I do, I have a time management coaching business. And so I have the privilege of working with individuals around the world on going from stress and overwhelmed to peaceful, confident, and accomplished, which is amazing, as well as having the opportunity to help people in the area of what I call divine time management, which is this bringing together of your faith with time management concepts. And I share about that through a group coaching program where People of faith come together as Christians to seek the Lord with His will for their time. And then also, as we'll be talking about later, a book on the same topic. Yeah, we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But I want to pick a bone with you first. Uh Absolutely. (laughs) Let's dive right into the controversy, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that there's like this common popularity of this word time management, but I've come to believe that time isn't something you can manage. Mm -hmm. So argue with me about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure I can argue with with you. I think I might actually have to agree with you. Um, Because it's just going to keep doing what it does. You know, it's not like we can, we can say go over here or go over there. It's, it's self-management, right? It's not really time management. Well, it's interesting because I really see it as an evolution that we have based on the society that we're in and the culture we're in. And I think that there's different stages. Like if you wanted to think of, uh, stages of development of our culture and our relationship with time. So we have wasting time, which is, you know, 
sitting around doing nothing or doing things not meaningful. We have spending time, which is maybe doing something meaningful, but not purposeful. Time management, um, which you may think doesn't really exist. Some people would say, well, it's at least deciding how I'm going to allocate the resources. And then a term that I coined actually with my first couple of books was something I called time investment. And that was the idea of instead of trying to fit everything into an already overcrowded schedule and just make everything work to make strategic decisions aligned with your priorities about how you could get the highest impact based on your time. So I would argue that we can do time investment, but I agree that we can't necessarily manage time because it is what it is. It happens how it happens. And in the world we live in, in the culture we live in, you can't fit everything in. You have to make choices. Yeah, I agree entirely with that. And I guess that's often the the challenge for people, you know, certainly not for me because I, I perfectly aligned in that way all the time. <laughs> Absolutely, all the time. <laughs> but, you know, it does come down to those choices. It does come down to setting the priorities and values have to fit into that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And how you invest your time is a huge reflection of your values, very similarly to how people will often say how you invest your money is a huge indication of what really matters to you versus what you may say say matters to you. Okay. Now, notwithstanding the fact that we can't really do time management, and I know that it's a popular or commonly accepted term that people are out there searching for that. And you describe yourself, I think, in your bio as a time management coach or helping people with effective time management. Tell me what you hope to accomplish with the people that you coach. When they come to you, what are they trying to fix and how are you expecting that you might be able to help them? Absolutely. So in terms of being able to help them, the people that come to me tend to fall into two categories. So one group of people are really trying to do it all. They're trying to fit everything in, make everyone happy, do everything they can think of. And they're totally overwhelmed, totally stressed out, working constantly and never feel like they can keep up. Then the other group of people have also have an issue, but it looks on the outside very different. And their issue is that they're so overwhelmed that they actually aren't getting anything done. So they sit there and they procrastinate or get distracted and feel awful because they know that their time isn't aligned with their priorities. So I have people coming in these two states. Is there a third state? I'm kind of thinking about which state I fit in. And I I think I'm more the, I I don't get motivated until I have too many things to do, it seems. (laughs) Right, right. Well, you might be, you might be, kind of in the second state, but have enough going on that you never actually stay there for long is most likely what it is. It's like there's enough deadlines, enough things that you're you're forced to move forward. Um, but I would say in regards to the fundamental issue that people in any state have, whether it's the first, second, or some third state that exists, is that they need to start taking a higher level perspective on what truly matters to them and what their priorities truly are. I've been doing time management coaching for about eight and a half years and work with people from all different backgrounds. So traditionally, I would say, you know, figure out what your priorities are, put them in order, and then align your time with those priorities. So maybe that's 
your spiritual life or your family or your work or health. Figure out what those are. Make decisions based on that. Then figure out, okay, what actions would align my time with those priorities? And then how can I invest in those and let go of the rest? So for the totally overwhelmed person, that would look like maybe finding more time for key projects at work or finding more time to exercise or putting in time to be with their family. And then saying, you know, there's other things that don't fit. I need to let go of and it's okay. So I can actually have a life of peace and rest. For someone on the opposite side of the spectrum, so they're not getting hardly anything done, what we do is very similar in terms of defining what it is they want to do. Um, But instead of letting go of useful activities, they're letting go of wasteful things. So just sitting there, browsing the internet, reading articles that aren't important to them or getting lost on Facebook. And the idea is that we really want to do the proverbial first things first and force out the rest. However, I would say as Christians, and something that I really emphasize with my new focus on divine time management, we aren't just looking to set our own priorities. We really want to be asking God what his priorities are for our lives and be aligned with those. And sometimes that might not always be their traditional objectives because God is incredibly creative and super out of the box. Well, let's talk about your faith for a second. I'm just, uh, I, I mean, anytime I look you up, I don't, I don't get to see much about your faith. So how have you incorporated your faith into what you do? Yeah, thanks for asking. So like I said, I've been a time management coach for about eight and a half years. And it was just in the past couple of years that God really moved in my heart. I had been a Christian my whole life for as long as I can remember and would often think of myself as a marketplace missionary. So meaning that I'm called to the marketplace, I'm called to business, and the way I serve God there is being a good person. And if the topic comes up, talking about faith or the fact that I'm a Christian, but not being very overt about it. And in 2015, I really felt like God told me, Elizabeth, you need to start giving me the glory. You need to start giving me the glory for your business, for what I've done in you and through you. And you also need to give me the glory for how I work in your day-to-day in terms of your time management and your life to make things work out. And to be completely honest, that scared me. Like I've always been, I would say pretty politically correct is probably a good way to put it. So not ashamed of my faith, but not, not someone who on my website would be like, Hey, I'm a Christian, everyone. (laughs) Look at me. There's crosses everywhere. Like not at all. Um, and I, I really wrestled with that. I was like, uh, so does this mean I don't do time management coaching at all anymore? Um, what does this mean? God, what do you want me to do? And what he led me to was having divine time management, so a faith-based approach, be one part of my business, so the group coaching program, while remaining to have the time management coaching part of my business be something that's open for everyone. And then also writing this book on divine time management, The Joy of Trusting God's Loving Plans for You, to put forward my views on how God is just an integral part of how we look at our time. And this is something that's still emerging, but I can tell you, like, sorry, I'm like getting kind of teary-eyed. It's like, I was so 
worried about this. Like, so for anyone listening to this podcast who's like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I understand. I was worried. I asked myself, was this professional sabotage? Was I crazy to do this? Um, Would people reject me or get mad at me? And having done this for the last couple of years of being open about my faith, um, telling people who I really am, respecting that people may disagree, but I'm not going to hold back. It's been amazing. Mm. Not only do I feel more integrated and I feel the Holy Spirit moving through me in more and more powerful ways, Mm. bringing healing and freedom, but I've just been amazed at the support. People who aren't even Christians on my newsletter list or in my in my world, my professional world, have just told me, Elizabeth, I love that you're being authentic. I don't even necessarily agree with you, but I just love that you're being authentically you, and that's an inspiration. So if you're afraid about talking about your faith, I would say don't be. There'll be a few people that are upset, but mostly it will be amazing. <laughs> yes. As far one that agrees with you, as opposed to yeah. one of your readers that didn't, I, I was on your email newsletter list uh, since before you made that announcement. So I got to hear your heart as you sent the newsletters out explaining mm-hmm. what you were going to be doing and that you were going to be creating this new divine time management thing. And I have to say, I agree. You did a really great job vulnerably sharing where you were coming from and respectfully inviting people to either take part or not take part as they may see fit. Mm. I thought you just did that in a real winsome way, Elizabeth. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know it's the Lord. Um, And it was, it was truly beautiful for me to see how being authentic didn't need to also be polarizing. Mm -hmm. Of course, there was a few people that were upset at me or sent me mean emails, but like by far that was not the response. Yeah. Talk about that bold step of faith that you took to go down that path of just opening up about your faith and writing a faith-based book, um, even though it's the exact same topic almost. What what was that like for you? What led you there and what made you make that decision? Yeah, well, you know, it's really a compulsion of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, I I didn't feel like I had a choice in a way. Like there's Mm. times when I think God offers suggestions and there's times I think they're more commands. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is more command sort of thing. Um, And so I, I mean, first of all, I just felt God tell me like, you need to give me the glory. Like you didn't do anything wrong in the past, but that time is done. Um, You need to give me the glory. And then second of all, he just, put inside of me this deep, deep desire for people to know him more. And it's, I've been a Christian my whole life. I love God. Again, it's not that I never talked about my faith, but, but it was like, he, he just put in my gut his, his passion for people to be free, for people to not be in bondage to having to be perfect, to lift shame around you know, oh goodness, my time isn't perfect. My time management isn't perfect. My productivity isn't perfect. I must be a failure. And to just release people into the freedom that God calls them to. Like if we're, we, if we call ourselves Christians and yet our lives look exactly the same and we're just as stressed out as everyone else and we rely just as much on our productivity systems as everyone else, 
God was like, that is self-idolatry, Elizabeth. That is trying to make God a nice accessory instead of central to our lives and to our time. And he just put this, this passion in me to share with people and also this conviction in me that I needed to be transformed and really put trust in him at the center of my time and encourage other people that they could do this too. You know, you mentioned that your desire here that's been rebirthed is to help people discover freedom and release and and really a inner transformation, right? What Absolutely. was was there an experience like that for you where where you felt like there was a, a time in your own life where that where that happened, where you really felt like God had released something that was holding you back before? Uh, all the time. <laughs> I was like, in writing this entire book, I was like, God, I repent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was convicted by my own words. It must have been his words because I wrote it. But I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I repent. I, I, I did it again. I, I don't want to be in control. It's okay. Um, so yeah, but I mean, one specific experience I can share with you, and I actually have it in my book also, um, happened very shortly after I decided that I was going to go along this divine time management route. And it was a very busy fall. I had a lot of trips back and forth across the country. So time zones were getting off. I wasn't sleeping well. I was speaking at a conference. Um, I had multiple deadlines. There was just like everything going on all at once, personally and professionally. And I'm, I'm very good as you would expect, at traditional time management things. So planning, prioritizing, setting expectations, delegating, all that stuff. And I did that to the best of my ability. But even with all of that time management greatness, I guess I'll call it, (laughs) that I had, I ended up absolutely exhausted. Like there was a day towards the end of that period when I did not want to get out of bed. I seriously, and it wasn't depression. It was just exhaustion. I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm so tired. I know this will be done soon, but I've just had enough. Can can my schedule just disappear today, please? Like, <laughs> I, I just didn't want to deal with it. And it was really in that moment where I was like, God, I just need your help. I just need your help to get up make it through this day, have the courage for what's coming and to just trust you that you're enough and this will work out. And he did. He just orchestrated things. He gave me the strength and energy to get out of bed, to get through all my meetings, to get everything done. And it was just the sense of coming to the end of myself and coming to the end of like my own self-discipline and my planning and my energy and my positive affirmations and just saying, God, like, help. I, I, I'm not feeling very positive right now. I'm not feeling energetic. I feel overwhelmed. Just help me. And I think that is how God wants us to live. Not, not overwhelmed and exhausted, but he wants us to live in a place of just saying, God, I can't do this without you. And I don't want to. Please help me today to get done what you want to get done, to live in your peace, and to be open to what you're doing, not to just my agenda of what I think I should be doing. Hmm. You remind me of a conversation I had with Philip Yancey. You know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's you know written a gazillion books. And I asked him one time, 
about how does he maintain balance with as long a big a speaking schedule and writing schedule he has. And he said, Larry, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the least balanced person there is. Cause when I go into writing, it's like, that's all, it's all consuming, you know, hmm. and your, your description kind of reminded me of that. I think there are times in our lives where something does become kind of all consuming at some point in time. Right. But I like your distinction about time investment. And I, it made me think as we're talking here, how does one, and this might be helpful for our listeners, certainly would be helpful for me to get your perspective. How does one know if they're investing their time in a healthy way? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, especially since we're looking at this from a spiritual perspective, I would say the one number one indicator is whether or not you have the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. So if you have peace, if you have joy, if you have love, if you have hope, um, you're probably investing your time in a healthy way and you're probably staying connected to God because the fruits of the Spirit flow, obviously, from the Holy Spirit. Um, if you are not experiencing the fruits of the Spirit, then something is off. That's good. My wife, Anna, always tells she can tell when I'm stressed because I lose my sense of humor. <laughs> it, it, it's arguable whether yeah. I have one anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> I stopped telling yeah. dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. We all we all have our, our indicators. And I think that one of the things God has put really strongly on my heart is that we can't judge. So I can't look at your life and know oh, you're definitely investing your time in a healthy way or not. I mean, there may be some common indicators, like if you're not sleeping at all, like that's probably a problem. But even then, like God only knows exactly what's right for us. And if we are in him, we can even go through times when we're really sleep deprived, like with a new baby or a big project. And we can have all the fruits of the spirit because it's coming from him, not from striving, not from like self-promotion or just like, this obsession with productivity. This is the Bold Idea Podcast. I mean, this is a special episode in my heart because not only the topic, but we have the generosity of our listeners that are making this possible. That's my favorite sponsorship so far. If we could get our podcast sponsored by our listeners every time, it would make my day because there isn't a greater compliment that we could possibly receive than that. Oh, totally. And, you know, we love our business sponsors as well. But right. there's something when you as an individual decide, hey, I'm going to invest in this because I'm getting something from it. That's right. And this is a passion project for us. It's not like we get paid for this. So anytime we see people investing in us, it means the absolute word to us. So thank you so much for doing this. And if you want to see this continue to happen, uh, please just go to boldideapodcast.com forward slash donate and make your investment there. And this is a tax deductible contribution. Tell me about your new book, Divine Time Management. How is it different than the three secrets to effective time management and your other book, How to Invest Your Time Like Money? Yeah, I would be so happy to share. So <laughs> I, 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 oh, I wish you could see me because there's a big smile over here. Right. Oh, we can see it in our heads <laughs> just from your voice. Dimples, everything, <laughs> everything happening. Um, your voice has a dimple in it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a dimple on my right side and my left side. So it's like match set. Um, oh my gosh. 
it's so much fun. So anyway, so the first book, The Three Secrets to Effective Time Investment, was my my first baby in the book world. And it was very much on how do we look at lasting behavioral change from a priorities-based perspective? So the first secret was clarify action-based priorities, which we covered a little earlier in this call. Um, basically, get clear on your priorities, translate them to actions, and get them in your calendar. The second section was on set realistic expectations. And the third was on strengthening simple routines. Great principles. I know have changed thousands of people's lives who have read my books and I've done coaching with. Really helpful in just terms of some basics. Let's get perspective on what's important. Let's be realistic and let's, you know, do some weightlifting, some mental weightlifting to make that happen. The second book, How to Invest Your Time Like Money, is very much a deep dive into time allocation, comparing it to financial allocation. So if I look at my 24 hours in a day or seven days in a week as my portfolio of assets that I have to invest that the Lord has given to me, how do I want to invest those to get the biggest impact, the biggest ROI? So that's what those are about. Great principles, lots of wonderful tactics, definitely helpful to people who are just like, I don't even know where to start. Help me with basic time management or time investment skills. My third book, Divine Time Management, is really about a shift of heart. And I'm just smiling over here because it's freedom. It is freedom. It's not that we don't want to know those tactics or tools. It's not that I don't plan my days or any of that. But in Divine Time Management, there's three sections. Um, The first is trust in God at the center. The second is love for your true identity. And the third is alignment with God. So this whole book just shifts our focus away from how do I be self-disciplined? How do I try harder? How do I make better decisions? How do I um, really get life under control? To how do I release my life to God? How do I trust in God? How do I stay connected and aligned with Him? And how do I love who God really, really, really made me so that everything I do flows from an authentic sense of who I am, basically from my identity, instead of trying to smash myself into molds or take on labels to try to earn my identity or my worth in life. Yeah. Now, you talk a lot about identity in the book, as you mentioned. Um and the importance of living out your core identity. How did that work for you, though? How did you get a hold of what that was for you and and discover what your core identity was? Or I should say is. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in general, as Christians, broad stroke here, our core identity is as a child of God and um, always has been, always will be. But I would say my natural tendency for a lot of my life was to very much identify myself with my achievements. So I don't know if you're familiar with some like the personality profiles, but um, one of the ones I'd come across as, as, as achiever. And the very tricky thing about that in our world and something I talk about in my book is that our world, like meaning our physical world around us, I guess I should say, 
loves achievements. I mean, oh goodness. Like they're like, ooh, like this is how much you weigh and this is how tall you are when you're born. And when you're in school, they're measuring you and monitoring you and seeing how you did. And when you play soccer, there's the score. And when you're um, in your position, it's, oh, how many sales did you do? Or what did that look like? And as someone who's naturally a high achiever, um, I was rewarded and praised for being that way. And I really took on, I'm okay, I'm worthwhile, I'm enough because I get straight A's or because I have this job or because my business does this. And it wasn't something that I did consciously. It was just very much below the surface. And over the years, particularly the last 10 years, and then even more radically more recently, God has just been breaking that off of me. Um, Whether it's having me get laid off from jobs, whether it's having me have struggles with my business, whether it's having me go through other areas of my life where I just felt so broken and so inadequate in my achievements, I really found that when I came to that place where, you know, you're lying on the ground, just like crying and like, God, I feel like a failure. That's where God's love comes in. And God says, Elizabeth, I, I know you feel like a failure. I know that you feel like you have nothing to be proud of. I know that you feel like you failed, that you're not worthy, that, you know, your mascara is running all over the place, whatever it is, but I love you and you are enough. And it, God has to put you in those situations where you break and and then you, you feel his love in that place. And then you actually know and believe that you're a child of God. And so I would say that over the course of my life, particularly the last like five to 10 years, God has used situations in my business. He's used situations in my personal life to break me, um, to have me fail, to have things not go as expected. And then said, see, Elizabeth, I love you now. And that's what I needed to know. I'm okay just for being me. Is there a, uh, is there like a dashboard light for you, Elizabeth, that, that goes off whenever you find yourself drifting into the old conformity, the wanting to get your meaning out of achievement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have found that there's, there's one, there's multiple indicators, but one of the good indicators for me that I know I need to watch out for is I'm trying to get my identity from achievement when I care whether people know about my achievements. (laughs) So this is what I mean. Um, I don't know about anyone else. Maybe it's just me. But sometimes, you know, when you're in a setting, particularly meeting new people, you just want to sound cool or look cool or whatever it is. And so there's a lot of different ways you could introduce yourself or talk about what you're doing. And I know for myself, if I immediately go into oh yeah, well, I'm a book author and Harvard Business Review published my second book. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with identity there. I'm totally being insecure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I have really actually had to work on that to say, okay, Elizabeth, like it's fine you did those things. Those are things God blessed you with. They are true. If they naturally come up in conversation, fine. Um, don't lead with that. Like the thing God put on my heart recently this week, actually, he said, don't lead with ego, lead with heart. 
when you're sharing from your heart and you want to serve people and help people and tell them things because they're special and they're important, not you being special, you're golden. When you lead with like, I need to feel special. I need to feel important. I need you to know how awesome I am. Yeah, you got major insecurity and identity issues going on. (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's kind of like the achievement form of name dropping, right? Your achievement (laughs) dropping. (laughs) Exactly, and And i don't know anybody that does that i mean i certainly in all the years when i served and did all this great stuff i don't know anybody i've never met anybody that does (laughs) (laughs) oh no i'm the only one (laughs) you are and i think that book is you know a lot of people are probably going to benefit from it what is the one takeaway you want people to get out of your latest book if it was one thing it would be how much god loves them just how, how much God loves them just for being them. And if they know that, then that's enough. That's awesome. Now, when's this book coming out? It is coming out in November. So it's available for pre-order now on Amazon and other places where books are sold, but it will be officially released November 14th. And you have a website that our listeners can go to to find out more. Is that right? I do. It is divine timebook.com. So once again, divinetimebook.com. That's awesome. Uh, we'll have that link in our show notes. But Elizabeth, before we hang up, uh, I know you have this new book coming out. And that's all very exciting. But uh, what's your next bold idea? Well, my next really bold thing that I'm doing is that I'm stepping out to do public speaking again. So I did a lot of speaking in 2008, 2009, actually around entrepreneurship and women in business. And I really felt God called me out of that, uh, that he said, you know, just Elizabeth, like, I want you to not do public speaking, not do training, even take down those parts of your website, turn away contracts for those things. So I've turned away quite a few contracts for time management training and that sort of thing. And, um, with this new book coming out, I just so f- strongly feel in my spirit that God's saying, Elizabeth, it's time to step out of your cocoon and talk and speak, but only about me. So only in situations where you can also share your faith. And so I'm doing that. I started to brush off my speaking skills again and join my local Toastmasters group and all that stuff. <laughs> but I'm excited for that, for the Lord to speak through me. It's not a platform that I've done a lot of before because I did a lot of more traditional time management training, but I believe that God just wants me to share his heart in that way. And so I'm just open to what the Lord wants to do there. Well, your latest book or your next book, or your, I should say your pending book, (laughs) Divine Time Management, it has a really great subtitle. It seems like it really fits you. The joy of trusting God's loving plans for you. Exactly. Well, Elizabeth, it's so great to have you on the Bold Idea Podcast. Thanks for being with us today. My pleasure and delight. Thank you. All right. Take care, Elizabeth. Well, I mean, we told Elizabeth that uh, before our interview that we were going to talk about her afterwards behind her back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so this is the time where she gets to figure out what we say. After. Yeah, we get to do some backbiting. <laughs> you know what I love about her? And it's made per- perhaps pointless to say, but her laugh is absolutely contagious yeah. every time she laughs. I know. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. And she's so sincere. She's yeah. so genuine about everything she says that you just kind of, 
I don't know. You, you're, you're drawn to her and you listen because you know it's coming from her heart. And yeah. I love that about her. It's yeah, a I, rare breed. And you almost want to set her up to laugh some more, right? <laughs> <laughs> we should have. I, I expect you to do that later. You know I suck with comedy. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think the jury's out on me as well. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the um, the more fruitful takeaways, perhaps, I think we should say. Yeah, well, tell me. What'd you, what'd you take away? Well, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff, of course, Elizabeth talked about it. And I think really the key for, for each of us is really to have this awareness that time is the one thing that we're, that's going to go by anyway. And we, we really have a choice about how we, how we spend it. She breaks it down into, you know, you can waste it, you can spend it, or you can invest, invest it, it yeah. you know, and it, it, it's clear to me that you really can't make that choice about whether it's wasted, spent, or invested unless you know your why, hmm. you know, and really yeah. getting a sense of, you know, what, what am I, here to do? What is it that God wants to create? What is the thing that God has inspired me or is inspiring me to create? What's my bold idea? And once you have a sense of what your bold idea is, then you can discern whether you're wasting it or spending it or investing it. That's right. But you got to start there, it seems. Yeah. What else? Did you, anything else that really stuck out to you? You know, I think the question really is about, um, you know, I challenged her a little bit about, you know, is it time that you're managing or or really, you know, it's, and I know the vernacular out there is time management and she's a time management coach. Sure. It's an easy thing, easy thing to say that. But I think that it's, it's commonly understood. That's the terminology, but really what it is, is about self-management because time's going to go marching by. Right. right. And, and it's really, how do you manage yourself? And, and it, it, again, back to your creation. And I, I love the, the thing that she pointed out that you can tell if you've got a healthy investment of time is basically in how you're exhibiting the fruit of the spirit, right? Hmm. Are you displaying that full fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control? Hmm. And I know that, you know, as Anna would tell me, she knows I'm under stress when my humor is gone, you know, and I can tell that, um, that I don't have that when uh, the fruit of the spirit, that is when I'm, I'm under stress, when time is not being well managed by me, when I'm, uh, I've got my priorities out of whack or whatever I can, <laughs> people <Yeah>. know it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it becomes pretty evident. <laughs> I've been around that. So I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I, I, I want to add to the thing that you said about knowing your why. I think what really stuck out to me is because she's known as pretty much a secular marketplace leader or marketplace influencer to, for her to step out um, and write a book based on the topic that she covers, but insert her faith into it, that that was a bold risk. It was a bold idea. And she knew the risk that came with it because especially with the Christian background, you're very easily dismissed out of the business world for that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's a lot of business leaders who are Christian that don't actually go full force with the whole Christian uh, theme or lead with the Christian faith, right? They, it's a, it's a background, not a forefront. Thing. Yes. And, and I, and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I a hundred percent get that. And I've done that because of the audience. Right. But, uh, but it, to something that you said is she knew her why, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And she went into this thing and she knew her why, and it, it made it worth her for you to, to take that risk. And, and, I think that's so critical because so many people do something because it sounds right, but they don't know why they're doing it. And unless they know why they're doing something, I don't think they can handle how it's going to turn out because it might turn out well, it might not. But hey, 
the why is what gets you back up. Yeah. And she had, she had no idea how it would turn out. You know, she At talked all. about, you know, she was fearful that maybe she mm-hmm. would get some rejection from making this change, but Which is real. But she knew that God had told her to do that. And, mm-hmm. and this was now a, a mission and a, a matter of obedience for her. And, you know, I, I remember reading in the Bible where it says, you know, Paul says we're co-laborers with Christ. And so right. She's seeing that like, okay, <laughs> this is the, this is the words c- coming down and I'm working with God on this one, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just going to trust him for the outcome on it and whatever happens happens. And I love that because it's such a, a story of genuine boldness and saying, um, I don't know the outcome here, but I'm going to trust God for it. I'm going to put my faith to work. I'll put the oh, basis of this. Oh, <laughs> hey, we should put that as a tagline. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> but I love it though. I, 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 she, she, she did exactly what this podcast is about. And I think she was a perfect um, guest. She was a perfect person to speak into it because that is the reason this podcast exists. Exactly right. Well, that was Elizabeth Saunders, and we hope that you enjoyed the time that we uh, had with her and a conversation that we shared together. We'd love to get your comments on our show notes at boldideapodcast.com slash 37, and that's where you'll also get links to her websites and her material and all the rest. And we'd love for you to leave us a comment there or on our show line at 612-568-IDEA, 612-568-4332. We always appreciate your reviews on boldideapodcast.com slash review. That'll take you either to iTunes or Stitcher. It helps get the word out about the show. And we love you guys when you do that. So thank you. That's right. And uh, so anyway, this is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. My friend Armin, we'll be back with you with another episode next week. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, visit boldideapodcast.com.